Hello everyone, welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You're listening to Sound Audits, how are we doing today, Tyler? Better now. It's always better now with you. That's the, that's the response I've gotten for the past four podcasts is pissing me the piss off. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> You're not helping things. Hope you all are doing well. I uh, hope you all are still staying safe and being smart and staying inside. Mostly, if you can, if you can help it, if you don't have a job that requires you to go outside, if you do, I apologize. Uh, stay safe anyway. Today, 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 we're reviewing something that is long overdue, honestly, past overdue, uh, and we are sorry about that. Just kind of <laughs> let it s- slip past us a little bit, but we, we we've we've reeled it back in and we've gotten our priorities straight. Um, and we're reviewing the semi-new in the scheme of the year. Tame Impala record, which is The Slow Rush, um, released February this year. We're not that late. We're not that, we're kind of late. It's past relevant at this point, but you know what? We're doing it anyway. We're reviving it. But I mean, if if we're on previous efforts, like if we're, we want to talk about that, Currents was his last, last album I thought in 2015. That's what you were, I thought that's what you were saying. Currents was his last album, and this was five years ago. And there were singles off this that, yes, everybody knows. The less I know, the better. Let it happen. Two of the biggest ones immediately recognizable especially if you have been anywhere on the internet um they have popped up in so many youtube ads that it's ridiculous um as well as i was gonna say and tiktok they are they Um, are the bass grooves from these tracks are ridiculous they're insane curse is a great album prime candidate for for uh mixtapes and and if you haven't listened to it i implore that you do uh i was gonna say though that even if you don't use tiktok it's kind of unavoidable at this point if you if you are an internet user in any way, shape, or form, you're not avoiding TikTok. It's just in your face it's all everywhere. the time. It is everywhere. Even if you watch TV, there are now ads for TikTok God on TV. God damn it. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough life, man. It is. What a, are you going to do? It's a hard nut life. It's interesting, though. Tame Impala is kind of relevant for me because I just finished Supermarket. You are a straight white man. That is not a hard life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, I cannot claim that in any way, shape, or form. Check your privilege. I, I'm checking my privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Currently checking it. Been checked. Never mind. I'm, that's not fucking relevant. Uh, Tame Impala, which is a project which is spearheaded by uh, the beautiful Australian man, Kevin Parker. I gotta sneeze. Do I gotta sneeze? I don't know if I have to sneeze. It feels like I have to sneeze. I don't have to sneeze anymore. Kevin Parker. Yeah. Australian guy. Um, He's mainly does it himself i feel like it i mean there are other people that have production credits and stuff but the rest of the band is mainly performing live and performing on the tracks kevin parker does a lot of the work himself especially production work himself because he is a very very talented producer studio time is mostly him yes um but he does have does have a live band that he plays with yeah you see there's a there's a separate thing it says as as a touring act Oh, yeah, no, wait. In the recording studio, Parker writes, records, performs, and produces all of the project's music, which is very impressive, uh, meaning bass lines, guitar work, keyboards, synthesizers, all of the sounds that are produced, the vocals, uh, the vocal production and manipulation. Everything is basically Kevin Parker. Mixing and mastering? Question mark? Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, and then there's a separate thing for the touring part of things, which is, I mean... Kevin Parker is part of the touring band. He does guitar and the vocals, and then Dominic... Oh, God. Dominic Simper 
is uh the 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 guitar and synthesizer backup guitar and oh no oh no this poor guy uh jay watson which is synthesizer vocals and guitar cam avery bass guitar and then julian barbagallo um is that who the fuck cares this project's been around for uh the better part of the 2010s i believe they were um yeah conceived the project in 2007 and there, then there was an ep but the first studio album was released in 2010 that was inner speaker um along with the highly critical acclaimed 2012 follow-up which was lonerism along with the highly critical acclaimed uh currents released in 2015 and then we got five years of basically radio silence um well Okay, I'm not going to say radio silence. He dropped an odd single here and there, but nothing nothing that was too impressive for many people. Um so, um, but I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Tame Impala has not been a successful music act, even though they haven't been around for the last five years, really in a, in a studio album form, they have had some incredible success under their belt. They're, I, I forgot to mention, I guess they're mainly a psych rock, um, band. They, they throw in some elements of funk and disco. They're seriously an eighties throwback vibe. I've talked to people, well, actually the friend that turned me on to him, uh, at first kind of. He told me that he reminded him of, or that he told me that Tame Impala reminded him of sort of like a really, really updated, tripping out on shrooms all the time, Beatles. His music sounds like what I imagine tripping on acid would be like, um, which is really cool. <laughs> Um, and again, currents and currents and um, inner speaker are g- good examples of that or lonerism. I'll, all of them, honestly. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that uh, they aren't. So, le- needless to say, when I heard that there was going to be a new Tame Impala album, I was very excited because I have been v- very well, very receptive of all of the band's previous outwork. I, I I love a lot of it. So, leading up to this, I listened to all the singles. I was uh, keeping up with the band's profile on social media, and uh, then we got it. February. Uh, he's been teasing toward it since 2019. Um, so there has been a good wait, but uh, we did get it. There were three singles that were released, three or four, and most of them impressed me. Um, so I hadn't, didn't have much of a reason not to look forward to it. I must say that he's still very much in the psych rock vein. Um, he didn't move very far from his last lane. Uh, this is very much still Tame Impala style, um, although this time with a concept, and that concept is uh, time as a premise is what the album is tackling. Uh, time in general, and whether that be how it affects you, how it affects the people uh, around you, how it affects you growing as a person, or your emotions, or sort of... It, it's a lot about growing. It's a lot about growing. I guess, fitting fitting title for the album, The Slow Rush. So, are, do you have anything else? Do we, do we have more input? Or? I think you covered, like all of the bases. Okay. Well, now that those bases are covered, let's cover a few more. Let's get into the sections that we liked, shall we? Okay, here we are in the next section. Um so this this album is uh what is it? 12 songs and 57 minutes. Um this is going to be a really interesting review because Tyler and I are having the same problem. Um, but, well, we'll I don't know. We'll get to it. There are some things that I really liked about this album. Um, whether that be just the general production work a lot of the times. 
One of the main things that has drawn me to Kevin Parker's music up until this point has been the production. That is where he shines the most. He's is, he is a good songwriter. He writes some good songs. It hasn't really been his vocal melodies on the hooks a lot of the times. It hasn't really been vocals in general, even though I really like his vocals. I think he has an interesting timbre. He kind of sits in his upper register a lot, at least on earlier stuff. Um, and But it's, it's, it's mainly been his ability to... Um, come up with some really, really out there um, psych pop, psych rock, funk fusions um, with incredible sound design and sound work. Um, the production is just out of this world incredible a lot of the times. And for a lot of the time here on this album, that still stands true. Uh, the guitar, the guitars and the guitar work all over this project sound pretty fucking great. Uh, vocal, um, the, I'm not going to say the, the vocals in general, but, um, the way that the vocals sound and, um, the manipulation that he uses a lot of the times, uh, sounds really great. Um, and I liked a lot of the tunes off of this record or, or a couple of them. Um, and I'm going to come back to a couple songs, borderline being one of them. I enjoyed quite a few of the actual instrumentation and techniques and everything used, too. There were some songs that I wasn't necessarily a fan of, but like, okay, well, the acoustic guitar on that is really nice. Yeah, okay, the, 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 little the, airy, the little airy synths that are flo- fluttering in and out, that's really nice. But uh, Continue. <laughs> we can't go to butts yet, is the thing. I know, we're only, what, two minutes in? Yeah, the I, the eighth track was the one that was yeah lost in yesterday was the one with the uh, acoustic tar that sounds really nice, um, and everything is pretty vibrant across the record. Um, I thought Borderline and Posthumous Forgiveness were probably the best examples of really really great songs on this record they're from the short. tune. They're not short tracks. The, yeah, these aren't short tracks. Lyrically they're, sound and they carry a very consistent thought throughout the entire yes, runtime of absolutely them. i thought breathe deeper was pretty good too that that song smacks and even though the 10th track it might be true sounds a lot like a gorilla song it really the, some of the noisy synthesizers along with that grimy ass bass line and the blasted drum beat uh sound a lot like a gorilla song probably off of something off of um uh, either plastic beach or demon days um Sounds like a gorilla song, but kind of updated for the Tame Impala sound palette. Um, there were some interesting, like, little risks I think he took, too. Like, I don't know which... I don't remember which track it was. I should have written it down. I always come across this problem of <laughs> knowing what I want to say, but not pointing to specifics. But the uh, the track where he used a synthetic harpsichord, and it sounded crazy. Like, that coming in and out, yeah. paired with the, the, the funky, like, bass and everything... It's fantastic. When was the last time I heard a harpsichord on something like this? Like he finds rare, ways to incorporate just about anything. Yeah, worked in perfectly. Again, sound design out of this fucking world. Um, and I loved the mono- the vocal manipulation on one more year. Uh, some of the 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 vocalized chords. Um, probably using something like Melodyne or something. I don't know. It sounds great. It sounds incredible. Along with like the stutters that he puts in there. Um absolutely fantastic um and i again the tune off of borderline i can't really get enough of posthumous forgiveness is probably the most poignant the lyrics get on this album talking about um sort of losing some and posthumous forgiveness is kind of the um the the 
the bread and butter of the track, if you will. It kind of tells you what it is about. It's about uh, forgiving someone posthumously, um, or at least trying to, struggling with it, because this person has uh, basically manipulated your your entire life without you realizing it. And as you've grown older, you've realized the ways in which this person has basically fed off of you. Um, whether he's talking about a dead grandfather or his, I don't, I don't know if his father or anybody has died or uncles or I don't know. I couldn't really tell you, but. Um, there definitely is a, a feeling of uh, brokenheartedness, betrayal all over the lyrics in the track, as well as the switch up in the second half is great. Um, the sort of really peppy, more major switch up um, in the in the in the final leg of the track is great. Um, some of the left hooks on this record are pretty great. I'm not gonna lie, uh, like the second or the 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 left hook on "Breathe Deeper." Uh, at the end, where we get the um, the bass switch up, we get a different bass line, it's grimy as shit, um, and the last minute and 50 seconds of the song is just coasting out on that, and it sounds great. I loved a lot of it. The thing that we have trouble with this, with this record is that the good and the bad go very much hand in hand. Some of the good things about this record are exactly what make it bad, um, and that is very weird to say. Because I liked a lot of the ideas on this record. I liked a lot of the production on this record. Some of the production kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie. Um, and some of the vocal work kind of sucks. Left a lot to be desired. But it really... it I Nah! Help. Help me. How do I... Uh, it really is a track-by-track -track basis here. There is no overall. This is kind of inconsistent. It's... God, it's difficult to explain. Should we just get into the next section? I feel like we have to. I feel like we have to. Welcome back. Welcome back. So what Ian was saying is that the, the good of this album goes hand in hand with the bad you can't have one without the other in this case and it's kind of a shame but to recap the production it's very strong in some areas and very much lacking in other areas the vocals in in some areas shine and across some tracks shine and in other areas they leave a lot to be desired and they're just boring just flat out boring and the key word for this album for me is boring is boring it's uninteresting and it's such a it's after waiting five years for most people for this to come out this this is a little disappointing a little depressing even it's it's kind of a letdown yeah i really it's such a shot in the dark it's so spotty. It's so like... And here's here's the thing with me is that there'll be a song that's okay. This is strong. You're in the first 30 seconds. Beat is strong. Vocals come in. Okay, so this track has strong instrumental, strong beat, strong, but the vocals suck. And then the next track, vocals, incredible. Everything else, shit. <laughs> the inconsistencies. It's not like, okay, well, that was a good song. The next one's a bad song. Not at all. There are just straight up mixed bags across the entire thing. I don't think there's a horrible song on this album. No, I don't it, either. It's, I don't either. It's, That's not the case. Everything, everything is... Everything is so boringly and utterly mediocre. Everything is just missing elements. Yes. 
everything is missing it something is, it is so frustrating and there were you know and i talked there were two tracks that basically i will return to i don't really have problems with especially posthumous forgiveness strong track legit legitimately strong track and it's like a six and a half minute track yeah it's and it is track. fantastic fantastic we don't really get anything other than that. There's there's kind of a there's a strong bass and, and strong vibe that comes with uh, Borderline. Aside from that, though, I can't really think of any other tracks that are genuinely strong. So even if I don't say that through this is through. that I don't even if I don't say that this is a bad album, none of it stands out for the most part, and none of it is really that interesting, that strong, that captivating that it makes me want to come back to it this and isn't this is not an album that i'm going to own and this is uh, this is due to a couple different things as well i've been complimenting the guy on his production credits um and that's the main thing that kept me coming back to him but the thing is when your production starts to be really mediocre and that's one of the sole reasons that i'm coming to your music for everything else basically doesn't matter um, I, I get the feeling that this album and its meaning is supposed to really resonate and really be deep with a lot of people. It wasn't for me, mainly because everything on this is such a mixed bag that I don't know what the hell to think of it. I thought the message on posthumous forgiveness was great. I have no problems with it, but lyrically, this album d- doesn't often, uh, make really thoughtful musical state or really thoughtful statements at all it doesn't really it it, it kind of it's meandering a lot of the time um and that's not just in the lyrics um some of the production feels so washed out that it's disgusting instant destiny is an instant bore um it's it's terrible um no i'm not gonna say it's terrible because it's not um but it's just so utterly mediocre um, the song Glimmer, track 11, is two minutes of nothing. It, 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 it might as well not exist. It might be time is basically a restatement over and over again. But one more, one, what is it? One more hour, the final track did not need to be seven minutes and 30 seconds long. Christ, it did not need to be that long. What we're trying to say here is that 57 minutes is too many minutes to sit through. Far too many minutes. Far too many minutes. This is this was genuinely a tough listen to prepare for. Not in the way that it was a terrible listen. Not no, the- no, no, no. But tough as in just very uninteresting. Yes. Agreed. I honestly would have been fine if this was like an EP. And that was it. It was almost hard to listen to in a different way. Yeah. It's, it was it wasn't hard to listen to because it was bad. It was a- just hard to listen to... We're, God, we're just beating a dead horse. No, mediocre, I'm, mediocre. I'm that's, not gonna, I'm it. not gonna give this like a horrible review or anything because it doesn't deserve one. There's still talent and prowess shown on it, but God, is it just? It, it is not right. fleshed. It sound, dude. It, 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 it's, it sounds like it sounds like an amateur did it, which is terrible to say, especially coming from Kevin Parker, one of the best producers of the last decade. Disappointing. Let's move on. <laughs> Something that I meant to say earlier and I did not is that Tame Impala is not a small figure in music. They are somewhat large. And no, they are definitely very large. They're they're they are t- 
teetering on the brink of massive. And it's, the last time that they came to play near us, they played the anthem last fall. Which, for those of you who don't know, the anthem can hold a uh, maximum capacity of like six thousand eight hundred people. That is a large. It's it's as close as it's as close to playing an arena size as you can get without playing an arena. It's the biggest club that exists. And when I listen to this album and I think what material is being added from this album to the live set, it can't be that much because this would just drag out the set and at sprinkle in so many loner songs that it, it, why would you add that to your live mix? Like this wouldn't add anything. And whenever I listen to albums, I kind of think in a live music context, like, okay, well, where is this? We just had the conversation the other day. Judah and the Lion's last project was written to be played live, not for any other reason other other than that. Like, the album itself is kind of sucky. This is the absolute reverse. Like, if you played this live, ass, straight ass, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I don't... I, sad really sad like what do you what are you gonna do with this music other than put it on this for people to not listen right. to are you gonna play it live you can't because people are gonna walk out the front door yeah and i mean I, I this band isn't massive in the way of their audience or anything this band is more massive in their production credits the the band's reach kevin parker's reach and the music industry itself, he is one of the most sought after producers period he has a large presence in yes. producing it's him and James Blake. Like, th those two are the titans of music production, basically, right now. Uh, produced for the likes of Travis Scott, basically. Uh, leave it at that. That, that. that dude is massive. Benny Blanco, too. Yes. He's up there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. I mean, they're... Uh, okay, two of the biggest... The three musketeers. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> two, two of the biggest... Um, two of the biggest artists that have a massive musical presence in the mainstream and in the public eye as well. How about that? Okay, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to rehash much. Uh, this I'm, album I'm was, ready for a grade. This album was disappointing. I'm giving it a straight six. I'm giving it a straight five. Straight five. Straight Maybe I'll give it like a 5.8. Something straight like that. in the middle. Yeah, that's right. Rethink your opinion. Shut up. Straight, straight five. This is right in the middle for me. This is not good. This is not bad. Smack dab in the middle. I'm feeling a literal five. Fair enough. Take that, Kevin Parker. You <laughs> Australian beautiful bag. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. <clears throat> I'm kidding. We'll be waiting for your next album. Yeah. Um, Patiently. Thank you With for a listening. Watchful eye. We have new episodes every we'll Friday. Your fucking career, you often never mind. At 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you live on the East Coast, you can check us out 9 a.m. If you live on the West Coast, 6 a.m. Even better. We'll be coming at you with the new episode. If you would like to donate to us, you can go to the description in our podcast bio. We only ask for 99 cents. It's the price of two gumballs. And for that small contribution, you can support two broke college kids. Ian and I make 99 cents into a lot of living supplies. And right now, the, the hot commodity is toilet paper. So your contributions right now are going straight into golden sheets of pleasure. Um, <laughs> if you would like I'm to follow my ass us on gold. Instagram, Sound Audits, 
is our handle. Twitter, also Sound Audits. Follow Go listen Tame to Team Impala. Impala, too. Yeah, listen to their old stuff. Listen to this. Tell us we were wrong, too. Don't listen to this. Follow them on Instagram, <laughs> at Tame Impala. Do we have anything else? We would give you tour dates for them, but they are not nobody's touring right now because Tame the world Impala, is freaking if you're listening, out. I didn't mean to call you an Aussie cunt. I really, really, really admire you as a person and producer, and I'm very, very sorry. I'm You've been cut, sound. I'm going to cut that out. Fuck you. Audited. You've been, sh- fuck Tyler. Have a good day. God damn it. Bye. <laughs> Bye.